don't hold it, I'll hold it. Yo, or... <laughs> what sort of rhymes do you sing? I know Sh- one. I know one. Right, go on ahead. Cinderella dressed in yellow. Teddy bear, teddy bear, turn around. Teddy bear, teddy bear, touch the ground. I know one. And Cinderella. My last day at primary school fell in June 1977. It was a happy day. Master Higgins let us play outside for most of the afternoon before calling the whole school together to wish us all the best for the two-month summer holiday. He reserved some special words for us, the class of P7. It was the first time we had to deal with leaving people who had been a huge part of our lives. The thing was that only a few of us had passed the 11 plus, and I was particularly saddened that my best friend Shane had failed. Shane and me wouldn't be going to the same school anymore. It is indeed, yeah. See if you speak in now. Hello. See the bottom line, it starts going up a bit stronger. Why did you choose this career? That's a good question. I don't I just got into it by accident, I think. You know? It's one of those things. What would you like to do? Dunno. Don't know. Oh, you're too young, yeah. You don't need to worry about that. You can enjoy yourself first. As Master Higgins continued his delivery, I glanced over to Regina Gates. I caught her eye and she gave me a cheeky wink and a smile. I continued to watch her as she listened on. Long dark hair and rosy red cheeks and that sort of face that smiled so brightly that you could barely see her eyes when she beamed from ear to ear. She had passed the 11 plus two and I was so glad that I'd see her again. I spent the summer out on the road helping my father make his deliveries to shops, travelling around towns and countryside in his two-tone lorry, pulling in at one o'clock to listen to the news and eat tomato sandwiches. I would stare at the vista afforded from sitting so high up in the cab of a lorry and daydream about Regina Gates. Every evening we would return down the steep hill towards our house, only to be greeted without fail by my younger sisters, who would run the length of the garden, waving to welcome us home, and then with great speed and excitement, splutter the latest news which they had gathered while sitting open-mouthed in our kitchen as visitors popped in. And so it continued. By mid-August, I'd got my new school uniform. But then I heard the awful news. Regina Gates had been knocked off her bike by a car and was in hospital. Every day after that, I couldn't wait to get home, coming down that hill with my sisters waving, each evening learning more about how Regina was. But I knew that something must be wrong, when after a week, she was still in hospital and there had been no change. This is the garden we all played during the summer and um, I suppose I remember that summer evening being very, very hot. I think the summers back then were very hot anyway, they seemed to be. And we'd all wait on the, you'd almost hear the lorry at the top of the hill. And that particular evening with news, with big news. So Sharon and I remember ran down the garden to the wall, shouting, 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 stop, stop the lorry. But Daddy always stopped and let John off at the gate anyway. And he got out, I remember us all shouting, Gina Gates is dead, Gina Gates is dead. I remember John didn't have much reaction, he just stood there, but he didn't move for ages, he just stood there staring at us. I felt my stomach fall out of my body. I had to be strong. 
I was the eldest after all. I didn't want to cry in front of my sisters. I didn't want to make them cry. But most importantly, as an 11-year-old boy, I didn't want anyone to know that I had been in love with a girl. I couldn't admit to anyone that this was the saddest moment I had ever known. I remember you didn't have any kind of reaction. You just got out of the van, jumped down, heard what it said and didn't have any reaction. You didn't have any reaction. You just stood there, just stood still. I never actually knew how seriously she was injured. My mother just told me it was some wee thing that went wrong while she was asleep. And that's the image I've kept. Her sleeping serenely on a hospital bed of white linen with Lucasade and grapes on the bedside table. It's an August night and some wee thing goes wrong and she passes quietly and unknowingly into heaven where it was decreed by all the adults she would certainly be heading. Almost 30 years later, I still think of Regina, and I don't want to forget about her. For years, I visited her grave, not just because she's there, but so that she knows I still remember. As the rest of her classmates grew into adults, her parents must have thought their daughter would be just a distant memory for us. I wanted to visit them and say it was a terrible thing that happened. I wanted to tell them that someone else was thinking of her. I promised myself I'd make that visit. Well, here I am now at Regina's grave and just looking at the headstone and it reads In loving memory of Regina Mary Gates, who died 23rd August 1977, aged 12 years. And etched now on the grey marble are the names of her parents. I don't know, maybe it was for the best I didn't meet her parents. In my thoughts, she has grown old with me, and her image is in a strange way timeless, ageless. And I don't know how I'd have felt if perhaps they'd shown me a photograph of a girl aged 12. Maybe they too would have found it strange to hear from me after many years. Such a sad thing it is for a child to die. My childhood sweetheart who had that sort of face that smiled so brightly that you could barely see her eyes when she beamed from ear to ear.